This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify, because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greg. Come with me on an exploration of self-discovery. On this podcast, we decipher what really matters as we unravel the chaos of day-to-day -day work to learn how to build an essential life. Welcome to the What's Essential podcast. I am your host, Greg McEwen, and I am so excited to be with you. Uh, I want to start with a big question. Where do you want to be five years from now? I ask that question to people all the time, and it never ceases to amaze me how often people have no answer for that question. They just don't know. In fact, in some ways, knowing the answer to that question is harder than doing it, than achieving the goal. Clarity seems to be uh, the real bottleneck in our ability to make a greater contribution. In today's episode, you're going to have a chance to reflect on that essential question, where do you want to be five years from now? Where do you want to be? Are there dreams you once had that you think are behind you? Are you still have what's necessary because you still have time. And, and, and while you have time, you have that with which to start again. You can design something anew. It's not written in the stars that you have to do what you've been doing, that you have to give up on things that you once felt uh, were within you. A and that's the spirit of this, what was a spontaneous coaching call with Matthew McConaughey, uh, used here with his permission. Uh, it was at the end of our formal interview, right at the end of it, right when we were going to wrap up. I asked him a question that's familiar to you. What is something essential that you're underinvesting in? But because, because McConaughey can't 
do anything without being real? That question just stopped him in his tracks. He was quiet for what felt, to me anyway, like a 10-second pause. He was still and silent for so long, I actually thought that, you know, that the, uh, the video had frozen and that he might not be there, but I didn't want to interrupt in case he was, as he in fact was, just thinking deeply. The whole coaching conversation follows that pause and the answer he gave to that question. Uh, to me, at the time of the conversation, there was magic in that moment and in what follows. And I hope, as you listen to it, that it sparks some magic for you in your own vision and your own answer to the question, where do you want to be five years from now? So let's get to the conversation with Matthew McConaughey. One of my favorite stories in the book is the Dooleys, which seemed to me, if I'm reading it right, perhaps the most formative experience outside of your family. Yeah. Maybe, maybe of your whole life. I think because so. of it being at that transition moment and what a bizarre experience it was and how isolating, you know, the experience was. Yeah. That is a I mean, of course, there are tough, and you know, measurements of what tough is, but that for you was a very yeah. tough experience. Tell us the story. I mean, right just from the beginning. It's an amazing I, I, story. Well, if I tell it well, it's a 43-minute tell. <laughs> you don't have 43 minutes. So instead of reading the book or listening to it on Audible. But yeah, so I would say that year and the fact of my father dying were the two biggest seminal moments. But I would agree with you. Let's go to the Australian story because that one's particular to me. Everyone's had mm-hmm. a father or a mother or a sibling that died, and we know how that makes us be essential. Well, the Australian story, I come out of high school and talk about a man catch, young man catching green lights. Mm. I'm rolling. Meaning mm. in my family, you had to, again, follow the rules, discipline, be home, curfews, do your chores, make your grades, everything, until the day you were 18. And the day you turned 18 in my family was like a freedom. It was like, okay, <laughs> no more curfew, no more whatever. If you hadn't learned it yet, you're not gonna. Well, I've just got that newfound freedom, got no curfew. I got a job that's keeping 45 bucks in my pocket at all times. I got a four handicap in golf. I've just made my second hole in one 11 days after I made my first hole in one. I'm dating the best looking <laughs> girl at my school and across town. I got a paid for car. I just won most handsome in my senior year. I mean, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm <laughs> if, if we could put it this way, you were all right, all right, all right, all right. Like this green lights, baby. So I get this idea. Uh, my mom brings it to me. What about being an exchange student? I, like every kid going into college, not sure what I want to be. Boy, but a year abroad, that sounds great. Well, there are two slots, Sweden or Australia. I go, my 18-year-old mind, English speaking, L. McPherson, beaches, Australia, here I come. So bang, I head off to Australia. Now, the family that's going to take me in writes me this note. Hey, Matthew, looking forward to you coming over here to Australia. We got a great little spot just down the outskirts of Sydney. You're going to love it. Well, I'm looking up Sydney, beaches, all those things of dreams of Australia in my 18 year old mind. I'm like, the green lights are going to continue. Well, <laughs> that family picks me up at the airport. And anyway, after about a three hour drive to the outskirts of Sydney, mind you, I landed in Sydney. 
three hour drive, unless you're going in circles, does not mean outskirts of Sydney from where I come from. <laughs> yeah. We land at a small country house in the middle of the country, no neighbor in eyesight, no beach in eyesight. It's desert, car stops. Welcome to Australia. Well, okay. All right. I immediately, which is my ethos to go, not what I was expecting to myself, but I can make this work. I was born in a small town. I like country living. Cool. Well, some things start to happen that are very odd and strange. And again, go in the book or hear the audible for the details. It's some wild stuff. It's sort of a wonderful black comedy at my expense, if you want to laugh. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 things were happening to me and I didn't have, they were going against my grain, but I didn't have, I didn't know if it was a cultural difference or if it, if it was just me, because I didn't know what I stood for, what I didn't. I couldn't stand up for myself. I didn't have an idea. So I just took it on and kept saying, yeah, I guess that's probably just a cultural difference. I didn't have mm -hmm. those friends to ask. I didn't have my mom and dad to ask, what do you think about this? I didn't have that job mm -hmm. that 40 bucks, 45 bucks in my pocket. I didn't have purpose. I didn't have the girlfriend here, the girlfriend across the I didn't even have my golf clubs. Mm -hmm. And I had a curfew at 10 p.m. So whoop, I went in reverse. My life got constricted. And talk about essentials. I, my essential, who did I had one person that I could rely on. Mm -hmm. well, one person, I didn't, didn't know if I could rely on him, but one person that I could. One asset. To, one asset to go to, to try and navigate this. And that asset was me. And I took up some very awkward disciplines um, to try and manage, which we do sometimes when we're losing our mind to create disciplines because I needed daily measurement of accomplishment, whether it was running mm. six miles or becoming a half-assed vegetarian, just something that I could accomplish that I knew I did that. Okay, check. I can check that off my list just to keep my sanity. Well, after about four or five months of me losing it, writing, I'm writing 14 page letters to guess who? Me. I'm <laughs> returning 14 page letters back from the 14 page letter I received from me. Going a little crazy. Okay. No, I, I actually think you probably were. I mean, I like that. That, that, that doesn't seem like an exaggeration that you were on the, it seems to me from reading it on the edge of this, just like, no, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's how I read it. Is that, is that how it was? It was, but here's, here's, here's what it's lost as I was. And as mad as I was going and people say this all the time, why the hell didn't you come home? I was never coming. I had mm -hmm. in this ear, if it was, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Just pull the parachute, go back home was the overriding song. I always had this little whisper going, out endure this thing. It's mm. a penance. If you, it was, and so what happened is I started <laughs> actually feel empowered by the daily mm. doing it again. And I started to build up sort of like this, look at me. Muscle. Building up muscle, callus. And going like with every day that I endure this, it's another piece of almost pride and honor. Of like, look at you, man, stick through this. You'll outlast this. There's a prize on the other side. I don't know what it is, but boy, that prize keep the reward is getting greater with each day you endure. So I started to get a little bit of that going. And what happened was one night they at the dinner table said, we've decided, this was the father, Mr. Dooley, we've, we've decided that from now on for the duration of your stay, they love to say duration, for the duration of your stay in Australia, <laughs> you'll refer to us as mum and pop. 
And it was the very first thing that I immediately knew without intellectualizing, no, I'm not calling Mm -hmm. anyone else, mom and dad, Mm -hmm. mom and pop, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got a mom and dad. Now, mind you, I remember as I write in the book, I even remember saying verbally this little context, which now is so funny because I'm like, what does that mean? I go, I've got a mom and dad and they're still alive. I remember saying (laughs) (laughs) like, like that, like that kind of might shift them and going, oh, didn't think of that. Now we understand. But anyway, it didn't. I said, I've got a mom and dad. I'm not going to call anyone else mom and pop, mom and dad. I, thank you for thinking of me that way. But it's the first thing that was clear that in the moment mm-hmm. I said, no, that's not happening. Process of elimination. Let's eliminate mm-hmm. that. As a pop. It was mm-hmm. it was the lightning bolt in my year. Mm-hmm. The very first thing I had in the five months that I've been over there that I was clear about. So I got identity from it. I got resistance. They said, no, yes, you will call us that. No matter what you say, that is what you'll call us. And I did not call them that. I said good night mm-hmm. to them. Called them by their first names when I went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning at 6 a.m. just screaming tears. He won't call me mom. It, it, it wasn't like it was over. It, was, it, it got carny again. But that, my that, clarity that was the choice. That was the like, moment in the story for me. That I'm like, oh, they are actually, they're just bonkers. You know, like it, it, it's even asking you to do it, of course, is a violation. But then for the next morning, at that to be as if that was something you were doing to damage this, the woman that you're right. staying with, that, that somehow was a different line. It, it was a different line, but I got to say this, and I don't know where this came from with me as an 18-year-old, but... I went up and sat down with her and put my arm around her and cried with her. Was I crying my own tears because I needed to purge? Yes. But was I also crying because, man, that's odd or that's sad that that meant so much, that that mm-hmm. would mean so much that it hurts. So I had mm-hmm. empathy. And I don't know where at 18 mm-hmm. people ask, well, how at 18? I don't, I don't know. You know, it also goes with that story when the daughter, when they said, give her a kiss on the lippies. And I went to the daughter and I was like, hey. You know, I saw that she was put on the spot and 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 and, and I, I don't know. I saw the mother that morning as an underdog. I saw that daughter that day as an underdog. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just about me. Mm-hmm. I had feel I was like, oh, man, what has gone on in y'all's life that makes you that important that I call you a mom and pop when I mean, oh, there, there's a gap mm-hmm. there that I had empathy mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that moment was major for me. Well, what it sounds like is that you discovered, I think a lot of us discover our values in their violation. Yep. Whether we violate them, we make a mistake and we just go, man, that is just wrong. Right. You can never do that again. Yeah. Or whether somebody crosses some line and we didn't know the line existed till they crossed it. And now you have not words on a page. Hey, these are the things I say I value. You know, these are real. These you will not violate. These you will fight for. These, there is, it is a clear, vibrant no. That's what this moment seemed to be. That's the process of elimination in another way right there. It wasn't what I'm for. It It was first know what I will not do. That's a violation. I love that line. We discover our values in their violation. That was a violation of a value and a principle of mine. And it was clear. In a time when I'm going, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm lost. I'm lonely. I'm going insane. Whoop, you gave me clear resistance. You gave me clear violation. You mm. gave me a clear, that's trespassing. 
And I remember for the first time yes. where everything else I'd said, oh, it's a cultural difference. Oh, it's a cultural difference. It was the first time in my life I said to myself, and I even wrote it in a paper. I was like, cultural difference or not, if it is a cultural difference, well, then this is where I'm just different. It was the first time I was able to say that. Yes. And believe that and understand that. And so from then on, I had a stance. It's like I had more gravity in my shoes. My feet were, my heels were on the ground more. I, I kind of, it gave me a pump up of like, yeah, you made a mark and you made it on, and I made it on my own. I had to come up with it. I didn't have anyone to check in. I didn't go, hey, we'd like you to call us mom and pup. Hang on a second. Hey, what do y'all think about that? Should I do? There was no discussion. It was me and me. And in the moment, it was like no intellectual discussion. No, that will not pass muster. That's not going to happen. It gave me great identity that I needed in that very small thing. That, sim that just that very specific moment, that very specific violation, as you put it, that I said, that is a violation. That's not up for debate. That's non-negotiable. That's what I need. I had no non-negotiables in my life. And finally, mm. I was given a non-negotiable. Mm. And it's hard to find non-negotiables in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, the gray areas of compromise. People see paradoxes of negotiable. Boy, to have some non-negotiables gives clarity. It seems perhaps that the non-negotiable on the surface is, no, I'm not going to call you, you know, mom and dad. I'm not doing that. But underneath it, given when I connect the dots between your, you know, 10 goals in life, what you've, you know, you're trying to pursue now, it seems like underneath it, there was a value, really serious value of family. Like, yeah. you know, no. You can, you can have all rules, you can do all these things, but underneath this, there are some relationships that are different to all others. Yes. That seems to be the deeper, you know, like underneath the, the iceberg, like underneath 100%. the surface. 100%. What it's about. 100%. Look, we, and I talk about it in early stories with our family, um, the love in our family is never questioned. I saw my mom and dad fight. I saw my brother and dad fight. I tell stories of corporal punishment that I do not judge against. I actually mm. see them as, as great love stories when I tell them. I hope you get that from, from the reading and the listening to it. But mm. if something happens with family, if there is a violation of family, our whole family is all hands on deck. It's not a, it's, you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You drop whatever you're doing to go, the, the, to go defend blood or to go love blood. You don't hold grudges. I mean, even in the, in the part of the book where I talk about my mom and I didn't talk for eight years after I got famous because she wanted my fame more than I did. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't talk for eight years, but if I got a call from my brother and said, mom's sick, whoops, I'm, I leave whatever I'm doing to go home. I mean, that it trumps all gestures. Mm -hmm. Family trumps all gestures in, for, for me and always has. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and that the family's always been one of those non-negotiables do because I don't, you know, you hear our family is highly dysfunctional. You hear families lie, cheat and steal from each other. We've never had that 
in our family. If we mm -hmm. did, the rest of the family would absolutely form tackle that person, pin them to the ground until they cried mercy and said, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I seek retribution. Then we would lift them up so quick and so high into the air. Their feet would come off the ground and set them up, look them in the eye and go, now we're going to mix your favorite drink. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> when you have that description, it's like, obviously you're being a, you're, you're, you're just making up that story, but really that's not, much of a of a fictionalized tale you just told that is no. really how your family of origin was that is what it's about you know that wasn't far that wasn't much no. of a story and, and actually that has happened you know i've had that happen to me i had a time where i was getting rolling in hollywood thinking that my stuff didn't stink and i'm back and i'm kind of walking on my toes and thinking i got it all figured out and then my family and starts just slowly kind of coming in with jabs <laughs> And in my family, you got to be able to defend your jabs. And if you can't come back or be able to laugh through them, or if you're taking yourself too seriously, then they know they got an end. They found a crack and they'll do it mm -hmm. until it implodes. And you don't go to sleep that night. It can, it's going to happen tonight. Somewhere tonight, we're going <laughs> to blow this thing up. And usually later into the night, libations abound and everyone's out. And we're out in a great spot at a ranch with a lot of open space where you can't hide. And if you run, they'll come chase you down. And all of a sudden it just comes to where it, you get it to boil over. And that's when they bam, pin you to the ground and you go like, okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. You're right. And as soon as you say that and admit it, like I said, I've been grabbed, picked up where my feet came off the ground, looked, hugged, tears fell. Dang it. What's your favorite drink? I'm mixing you one. Glad we got mm -hmm. that out of the way. Good to see you, little brother. Mm -hmm. Good to see you again, son. Good to see you. You're going to have the conversation. It's going to happen. It, and it's going to happen tonight. We don't go to sleep on it. We don't pick this up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen tonight. <laughs> if we miss work tomorrow, if we miss school all next week, whatever, who cares? It's happening. We're going to get. Cry it out, level out, look each other in the eye and go, got it? Love you. Love you. Always loved you. Your love was never in question. Sure didn't like who you, who you were. Mm -hmm. Always loved you. But boy, I didn't like that guy. And I don't mm -hmm. think he did either. And we're not going to let you get away with being that guy. And now that you go, yeah, you're right. Bam. Tears fall. Hugs go around. Fix your favorite drink. Now we're good. Never bring it up again. Mm -hmm. Never bring it up again. No grudges. Oh, no, like next week, next month, next year. Well, remember that time when you were doing so-and-so. Boy, you bring up something that somebody did wrong or was out of mm -hmm. character in our family that mm -hmm. they are, the retribution was already handled <laughs> at that time. Yeah. If you're the one that brings it up, all of a sudden the whole family turns on you and comes at you like, what the hell do you think you're doing? That was handled. Now we're on you. What's your problem, buddy? <laughs> if now you violated the value. Yeah, now you're violating by pulling up a grudge or playing math about who did what, when, and trying to play a competition. The whole family will turn on that person. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's very interesting. Let me ask you this question. Some people, some people don't like to go there with this. But, but if you're vulnerable enough to do it, the, which I think you will be, what is something in your life right now, first answer, first thought, that is essential for you? It's very important, but you feel like you're underinvesting in. First thought. First thought. My my role as a as as a as a leader. Hmm. 
And and you mean in the bigger sense, you, you, you don't mean, I don't think you're saying with your, you know, in your marriage leading together in your family. No, you I mean, mean, I mean, I mean, it's stepping up into a bigger, yeah. into a bigger role than you've played in the past. Yeah. 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 I, and, and, and you know, I got to quit acting like one, start being mm-hmm. one. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do movies. I'm doing someone else's script, someone else's directing, someone else is lensing me in the camera, someone else is editing me. Then it's put together and you go see it in the theater. That's four filters from my raw expression. I write a book. It's still one filter. It's a written mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, put the pen down, kind of, hey? Mm-hmm. It's live, man. Uh, you don't need, action was called one time when you were born. Cuddle be called one time when you die. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Go represent, be a be not go represent be the representation of what you're talking about what you believe have the courage mm-hmm. to go live it mm-hmm. i mean i understand what you just said you, you're saying i've been given all this all this opportunity i've had this you know this amazing chance i've got a, an op- a chance to be more well let's say it that way more than famous i have a chance yeah. to, to be a voice Rather yeah. than, uh, 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 rather actor, than just someone than else's voice, be a be a be a be a be a a living action of a living representation of yeah that comes with words and there's microphones and there's voice but what am I doing what am I what do I need to do like, come on let's get let's 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 you know I'm, I'm <laughs> quit half-assing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think I, I, I'm not sitting here going like, "Oh, I've done that." I'm not that. I'm not going like, "No, no, boohoo and who I've been." I'm just saying like, "Okay, all right, good," but I'm not like, "Woohoo!" And now let's just take a moment for an ad break. And now, back to our conversation. I think what you're saying is that you you've been full on on a whole series of things, but it's almost like let's call it goal number eleven. It's right. like there's a, there's an area that I haven't really set, but I have started to sense yeah. over, I'm, I'm putting words in your, your, your mouth, but over the last few years, you've sensed, I've got to be something else. I wasn't given all of this for me. Right. I got to go and do something with it. What, what do you mean by it? What, what do you have to go and do? Well, it's a version of what's my why, which I answered in three different ways. And I don't know if I gave, <laughs> gave the straight answer yet. You know what I mean? And that's sort of one of my my, my blind spot. I, I think, like I said, I think I understand the why. It's the how. Um, I think... Um, you have I, an intent towards a certain direction, but you don't yet know in tangible form what it is. Exactly. I don't know what... You know, I, I've been... I, I'm looking at different categories. I'm looking like? at different leadership categories. I'm, I'm, I'm considering certain things in politics. I'm right. You could run for office. Could run for office. Um, you, could, you could run run for governor of Texas. Could start a church. Start um, a church. Um, um, could continue with what I'm calling my minister of culture work and trying to define and get sell to individuals, families, cities, institutions, and businesses a common set of denominators that we all agree on moving forward, regardless of your political 
choice or your denominational yeah. choice. Yeah, the New Metric right. Institute. Yeah, uh, the civility of civics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I look at, you know, trust is at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Well, no doubt. Not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a way to go. We're moving into a digital age, but yet we're being asked to trust more. But yet we're going like, well, wait a minute. I'm all you're asking me to live more remotely, but and I'm only seeing you through the screen. But is this my new and you're asking me to trust you with my information, with my money, with my IP, with, with these things? And I, and I don't even see it. It's in a cloud somewhere. It's in the third mm-hmm. cloud. What? If you had to choose between those categories right now, right? You know, the gun to the head thing, you've got 10 seconds, you're choosing right now, or already eight, seven, which category would you choose? Minister. Would you? And so you would, you would start a church, uh, and is this a church in your head that it's, is it, is it a, is it a big church on Sundays? One of these mega churches, would it be a mega church? Or is it something different? It's not, a, it's, not, it's, it's not a it's not a it's not a mega church of a physical congregation. It could be, but mm-hmm. I'm also looking at no. It's more like it's it's more like enough ants can bring down the elephant. Mm-hmm. It, and what I mean, I want to go all the way down. I believe the private sector has more power right now than any than any time in that I can remember. And I mean, when I say private sector, I mean all the way down to the individual. Mm-hmm. That if. I can inspire the individuals to understand that you're the minister of your church, man. Mm-hmm. You are the minister. I'm not that. I may, I may be the one that started this and can get the vision of it, but don't you understand? I can't do it for you. Nobody can. You're the minister of your own church. So let's do some inventory. Take some time. And what is your church of who you mm-hmm. are, your DNA, mm-hmm. your constitution? Mm-hmm. And you would set up. You would set up a platform of some kind that could empower an enormous number of people to take responsibility, to become, to, to, to figure out their ministry, yeah. <laughs> to take it seriously and to bring that forth in the world. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And, it, and look, all anyone, I'm not inviting you tyrants. No, <laughs> no tyrants. All non-tyrants. Welcome. You want to come from another religion? You got another God? You're a Hindu? You're, you're, you're Muslim? Come on. You're spiritual. You're agnostic. You're atheist. Come on. Not, not, not excluding. We've bastardized religion enough already. We've taken it. We've corporatized it. We've had inclusion with exclusion. We've cut people out. We've been lied, cheated, and stole to. But that doesn't mean religion's bad. It means mankind's done with it's bad. And I think mm-hmm. the world use religion now more than ever. Mm-hmm. You know the Latin root of religion? You know what that word means? Tell me. It's the Latin root of legare, L-E-G-A-R-E, which means to bind together. And mm-hmm. re means again, to bind together again. Mm-hmm. Now, every spiritual person I talk to, that's their jam. Yeah. So they're really religious. So don't give, steal, let's steal the word back. Let's, ev- let's yeah. steal it back from the, the bastards that, that hijacked it. Yeah. It made a bad name for it. Yeah. Because it's a great tool and everything's religious. If it's got intent and aim, which I think we all do. So whatever your God or prime mover or big bang or Darwinistic evolution or agnosticism, atheism, Hindu, Jewish, whatever, 
come on, man. We've got a common set of denominators here that we all agree on what we should value in ourselves and each other. And it's going to take some sacrifice. We've got to have a little bit longer view of where we deem ourselves gratified. We're hung up on this immediate result BS. And time and time again, we see that it doesn't pay the rent for long. Time and time again, we see it as a green light, but it's a battery powered green light, not a solar powered green light. And if you don't want to chase down, you don't believe in God, hell, chase, chase your better and truer self. Chase your more transcendent self. Sure. Who out there doesn't want to be a little you, more true, saying, a little bit better tomorrow? You, you're saying put away the labels. We actually agree on way more than we disagree on. Let's, let's be in service of each other to do something that really matters. And, and, and you, what would success look like for you? Sitting here right now, will you say, I would know I had checked that off or at least be able to say like the other 10, look, I'm on, I'm on the path. You'd know that you were feeling good if what? <laughs> Boy, let me think here because I have ideas for like what I think immediate measurable success would be. I believe that crime rates could go down. I believe that more employees could be uh, happier doing good work in the company they're working for. I believe divorce rates would go down. It, um, I believe um, that um, in equal opportunity, I'm not sure about uh, the definition, the always moving definition of equality. I'm not in, I'm not looking for a kumbaya existence and I'm not looking for, hey, we're all the same. I believe in, hey, bring yeah, your flag, wave your flag, come on to the same party. I like your difference. What I love Unity about and diversity. Yes. Um, but, but, but what is it for you? What does, what does success, not just the, the end result, but what would success be for your part of this journey? Like, how would you know you were making meaningful progress on goal number 11? Let me try and answer this. Quality, look, quality, of, quality of life across the globe would, would improve. Gross national happiness would rise with GDP. Redefining what happiness is. And I've talked about this going, we're, we're more joy in the doing. I, you know, I, it's a good question. I don't know what the final answer would be. I think I, what I'm challenging is we need to change our perspective and definition of how we see what, what we call success, as I said, currency, even the definition yes. of religion, what we, uh, uh, um, what we're chasing. I think we're selling. I think our scale of what we sell to the world and especially younger people is in the wrong order. What we define as wealth, what we define as true profit. If it's all about who makes the most money, then we're all going to lose in the end. If that's <laughs> it, then we all going to lose. I mean, it's got to be about more than that. And that's when I say bank account and souls account. Um, and I think that now more than ever, that's why I don't think I don't think politics is my category. I think it, I think right now my hunch is that go through businesses. It is play into the people that have the power, play into the people with the money that they're the ones that can help make change. Is that is that a tithe that every that businesses give back to certain cities? I'd like to see the city that I'm from become a city that hires more graduates from the local university than any other city. Well, let's, mm -hmm. let's you know. Can places become B Corp headquarters of the world? Can we have more B Corps across the board and have CEOs go, yeah, I'm going to pay that tithe. I'm, I'm agreeing to pay that duty. 
um, mm-hmm. to the city I'm in or to this problem, particular problem in the city. Um, I, 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 hear, I hear you circling I'm certain. No, but it, but it's, but I'm, there's no criticism in that. I just am observing it that that it is back to this idea of like, I just feel a personal responsibility to, to do something about these bigger issues that I'm observing and feeling not beyond. I mean, the book is important, but, and I think it's a manifestation of this sense in you already. That you're like, well, I got to be a leader. Okay, well, a book is at least a piece of that. I can do it. It's a number one New York Times bestseller. It's actually, it's more than that. Well, it's and, it's opened up, and it's opened up a bit of it's 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 opened up a bit more of a uh, a lane for me as well. Totally. With the lane I'm going down, as you're saying, is not like okay, that was the book. Now that's out of the way. A lot of no. you know, you want to know who I am. My my best my best resume would be hand you the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And what I hear you saying, I think this is a fair enough way of saying it. It's like green lights is is the initiation, a spark of what I hope is a movement. Right. Yes. So so exactly. it's, I want to bring about a we, let's give a phrase, a green lights movement. Yeah. So maybe maybe if we're now getting trying to get more concrete, maybe it's launching, you know, the Green Lights Institute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's a, you could have a Green Lights Institute that's a nonprofit if you wanted to do it that way. I could see, you know, Ariana Huffington is he's a friend of mine. And, and, you know, with her Thrive Global, she's created a platform where people can talk about, I mean, not dissimilar in the sense of like she's saying, look, success has to be better than how we've been defining it in the past. It's got to include a, a broader sense of thriving, not just, you know, not just money and fame. And, and so she's created that platform of those two options, like an institute, like a nonprofit institute that tries to create policy and, and, and a space there. That's like call that option one. And then option two, you have an actual sort of digital platform where people can communicate. And it's a it's kind of a thrive global type thing of those two, which speaks to you most. Now, what's the, the second one is like it's online. It's a destination online. Where yeah, people come to the thrive global. Greenlight yeah. Institute or the proverbial church of their choosing in that within the Institute. Da, da, da. Thrive Global is uh, is like where I mean, I think she has I don't know the number now, but like 30,000 different writers. Anyone, you know, not anyone, but almost anyone can come and write and they can again publish and it's in certain categories. And so it's an opportunity right. to have more and more people communicate and and share around the themes of Thrive. So I could imagine a similar thing, but around green lights yeah. and a series of principles you care about. So that, you know, Got it. which of, one of those, those two? two, which, which just hits you when I'm sharing it. I understand the first one more clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the first one as a destination and a curation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, know what it means of thoughts and, and a place to go for that thought and a redefinition of what the thrive is. The second one, I'm still, I'm, I'm not quite sure exactly what it, what it, what it is when you explain the it. institute one. Is that what we're talking about? The second one, the, the the first one is destination. You come thinkers, writers about redefining what it is to thrive, redefine what success is, redefine what profit is, what currency is. Business has to be better. It has to be about more. We have to more have more of a long term understanding of what gratifies. What's the second one? 
you're talking about. And I'm trying to clarify which you're defining as first and second. So Greenlights Institute, a nonprofit where you bring in, you know, sort of thinkers and make policy recommendations and bring in people from across lots of different places. That's option. That's what I'm calling option right. one. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Okay. Option two is for is like for the masses where you're saying, I'm going to start a website. It's going to have the opportunity for people to publish and share their thinking and, uh, and, and it's, I mean, I mean, she started HuffPost at one time and that became, you know, massive millions and millions of right. most visited sites on the internet. And now in a sense, she's doing the same thing, but now with a very, you know, like an agenda with it. It's like, I want people to come and be able to talk and learn and discuss th these themes. It's, so, it's mine would be more the, the more the, the democratic way, the second for the, for the masses, just yep. because I, 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 Again, if we individually, it has to be personal and it, it, we individually have to have our own talk in the mirror. And so that's mm -hmm. a much more democratic idea that if I can get to the individual um, now, is that, you know, I, I don't think it's self-help. I don't think it's self-motivation. It, it is those things, but it's, you don't like that framing of it, but you think it, it still is probably in some close to that arena. Well, all right, like this, you know, I understand it's hard to change people's behavior. And I'm a big fan of, hey, actually the arts and the engineering, isn't it? If you engineer a situation right, people do better for themselves without even knowing it. And boy, mm -hmm. there's great value in that. And I'm for that. At the same time, I'm like, no, man, I'm telling you we can change behavior. If people get it, if people get it, uh, redefine, we just got to redefine some words that we've kind of, stereotyped into meaning for us about what meaning of life is and what we're doing and what success is and what, 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 what wealth is that. And if we, I can measure that, and this is why I think it's gotta be for profit because it's actually in a way redefining what profit is because this should be for profit mm -hmm. now is again of what currency, mm -hmm. but I also think it should be for profit where you're saying actually a company who, who practiced this way actually made more at the end of the year. Sure. Is it because we reward that company or is it actually because as say like a John Mackey with conscious capitalism would say, no, actually that's where that's just better business. And we're going to mm -hmm. see, we're going to be more in the black at the end of the year because of it. Um, I don't know exactly, but I, but, but I think it has to be for profit and it has to say that, that, that look, there's measurable reason why this adds value to your life and your bank account and your is it so if you launched a business that itself was sustainable, profitable, but its result, what it's is double bottom line, its other bottom line is that the output was that people were empowered in the way you're describing, where they were able to understand clearer how they can make a unique contribution in the world, uh, how they can recreate and invest in themselves in a way that they can bring forth more of that potential. Would you feel... You go, yeah, that I, I, I'm good. Yeah, I, I would feel I'm satisfied. I'm, 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 digging, I'm, I'm digging, digging that. I'm, I'm firing out of bed on Monday morning now. I can't wait to get to my desk, proverbial desk. Now, I'm, I'm going. Here we go. Mm. Now we're alive. I feel this thing in action. It, it's <laughs> not exclusive. You know, it's not a destination. It doesn't have a certain border around it that I've got to click into, get into it, and then export the thing. No, it's an epidemic. No, it's, it's the kind of epidemic we don't want a vaccine for. Here we go. Here we go. Now I'm now now I'm now I'm feeling like we're in the game. Now I'm breaking a sweat. Mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. Now it's and, a and in your mind, what's the do you is there any mechanism in your head, or or maybe I should give options and you can react to them? But like, do you see? Okay, uh, we do a, a there's a once a week webinar and you're trying to invite lots and lots of people come to it and you and you get to teach or you have guests on is that something that sparks for you so that it's a it's an educational kind of platform that 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 absolutely sparks and it's something that in any of these ways that i end up going need i need to do heavy on the front end because you got you got one chance for first impression here i can't come out hasty and say and I, and I have to watch myself. I suffer through it in my life. I have to watch it all the time. Is thinking that you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's obvious to me because I've been thinking about it for 10 years or 50 years. And you're like going, wait, 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You just expected me walk mm-hmm. it back. You know, you just gave me the cliff notes. I didn't get to read chapter one through 10. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded mm-hmm. that all the time that I jump over and I'm like, well, you know what I mean? And you're like, not really. And I have to, I need to, I need to back. Well, you, you. Yeah, what it seems to me is that you've spent years and years. It's a sort of an extension of these journals and these pieces of paper and this thinking and this, this you know, it's like, it's like something's been growing. You've thought about it deeply. You're not, you're not coming to this surface level. This is not like little platitude. But that, it's almost like a curse of knowledge because you go, oh, I, I've got so much in my head about this I that I can only that. scratch the surface when I'm talking about it normally. And I can't get any clearer to like, how do I actually start executing on this genuine and deep desire? That's what I hear. You're correct. You're correct. That's the that's the the, the place I am now, and that I'm that I'm working on. And one of the reasons I'm really enjoying this conversation is you're challenging me in ways that I'm going, ooh, I need, I want to get to a place where I, those answers are clear, where I understand them, and I need to be challenged right now. And I'm welcoming mm-hmm. those challenges because mm-hmm. I got to my desk is full of wonderful ideas and they're in the funnel. They're in mm-hmm. the funnel of the why, mm-hmm. but I got to find the how and all these and go, wait a minute, let's get rid of that crap on the desk. Cause now we're, we're central. I got to, right. my buddy says, my buddy tells me I got to trim the mullet. Yeah. Trim the mullet. I like it. And it's, it's so broad as I hear you talking about them. It's because you care about these different principles. It's not like you're going, well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They do all matter, but in a sense, it it keeps you from being able to actually feel like I'm making progress. We are going somewhere here. So, okay. So let's say, so you, you let's say you have a weekly, a weekly something you're interviewing someone, people can tune in, people can come in. They, they can, okay. There's a, maybe there's some sort of fee to enter, right? There's like some way they access this and all access pass for a year or they come in once a week. And they, okay. There's that element. Is that sufficient? I'm thinking it's probably not sufficient for you. So beyond that, would you say, oh, yes, I would love to have people, coaches certified in what we're talking about. And they go out there and train people and work with people in small groups. When you hear that description, do you go, yes, yes I would love yes. that. Well, that and that's 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 very part and parcel with the original idea of whether it was called Greenlight Institute or Ministry of Culture, that there become other ministers, that there become other head greenlighters mm-hmm. that are creating green lights for themselves and for the most amount of people. And it, where is that choice? That that choice of considering with all the choices we make of what's good for me and also is this a good long-term decision? Am I going to look back and enjoy the view with this decision? And how many people does this help? 
And it, it, so mm-hmm. at Green Lives, I had a, a different ministers that go off from the ministry of culture. Um, so yeah, that it would that that's the kind of spread the epidemic that I'm talking about. And then you have people on the ground in different places, and there's a network of those. Yeah. So you are saying that that was really what you just said was, yes, I yes. would want people. I mean, I, I, I you know, certified they can become part of this. They can build their own community. They can have their uh, green, you know, green light tribe. Uh, you, you know, they they can they can influence and so on. OK, so beyond that, would you imagine that there was uh, online training like actual you know, some of those coaches come back and they actually are doing teaching segments and people can then watch those videos beyond the things that you yourself are, where you're interviewing people. Yes. And I would also want to, at a time like this, bring opposites together, meaning bring people from different religious groups to come have a conversation. Bring, um, um, you know, I've thought about this. Do I go on a, and this is not the answer, but it's another maybe spoke in the wheel. Do I take a tour. Like I was going to do this book tour. I was going to go off. I was looking for, I was going to go all over and go do this live. Do I take a tour where the, the price mm-hmm. mission is mm-hmm. you come in because you've pledged to do community service in the opposite part of town that you live in from both sides. And you come mm-hmm. in, that's your price of admission that you went over and you engaged in a place that you did, would not have before where this meet you in the middle, not build a bridge, meet you in the middle thing where we can find these common denominators that mm-hmm. we've not before, which I think is something that overall we could all agree the world needs right now. I look, let me, another branch. Well, so you're going to go, this is another idea, but like, let me, let me throw this idea at you as a branch of the uh, yep. great lines. fraternity of men, men mm-hmm. that agree pledge. All right. I vow never to advance upon or hit on a married woman. If I mm-hmm. see a ring on a finger, I move on. Well, I want that. So if I'm, a, if, I'm, if I'm part of the FOT, I've got a ring and I see you out, you got mine. I know that if I'm out and you see someone trying to hit on my wife, you're going to go up and go, hey, sir, she, she's married. I don't care what you do. I'm not trying to say, you know, uh, um, puritanically, don't be messing with, go, go, go have a fair, go what you want. I'm not trying to say it, but not on the married women. Now, come on. I'll look after you. You look after me. We get a large network, but we got people that, man, if you got their ring, you let someone know. You move on, sir. That marriage is hard enough to keep together when it, when somebody's not praying on the other, on the other side. And it's, it, and so, mm-hmm. so come on, men. So it's preserving the family. I think a divorce rate goes down. I think that even people who are like maybe players are going, well, I'd like to join because I want somebody having my back when my wife's out somewhere and I'm not there. <laughs> and so, you know, things like I'm, I'm, they're, 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 those but are I hear what you're saying. Folks. No, I, I heard what you were saying. What you just described were, were within this uh, institute. I don't know if that is the right word, but we'll keep that word for now. Within this institute, you could have separate threads and within those threads, one of the threads you like is like, look, what does it, you know, what does it mean to be a good, a good man right now? Right. You know, what are the, what is a manifesto that we might, you know, create together that people can sign up for and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm opting into this. 
right. because I want to make a difference. Yep. And and so you you like that the, there are different channels, threads within this within this movement. Yes. And you know, is it ones that people can pick along along the way? There's not a it's not something it can't be I'm not interested in legislating yeah. these ideas. I'm not interested in mandating them. Sure. That's what I mean. It's your choice. Yeah. And 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 if you fail, sure. if you seek real retribution and come back and go, I failed, I seek real retribution. We agree you seek retribution. Come on back in, man. You bogeyed. You screwed up. It's not like mm-hmm. okay, you're slammed, you're mm-hmm. sued, you're out, you're pasted all over the news. You but no, it's not a legislation. I don't want I don't I don't no one I don't nobody likes to be told what to do, especially me. I don't want to be mandated anything. That's why the political category does not feel like the right thing for me. Yeah, it's it, you aren't trying to legislate this agenda. You're trying to, but you're still trying to have an agenda. But you want it to be people can opt into it if they if there's something if there's not something here for them, fine, you go your own way. But maybe this maybe green lights the book is not supposed to be just a book. Maybe it's the beginning of a movement and you want to see that come into fruition. Yes. Yes. It really matters what you, you didn't get given green lights for you. You didn't get a book that is doing what this is doing for you. It's not, you didn't just write a successful memoir. It's a, the book is a phenomenon. It's obvious. It's going to be, it's going to reach to a lot of people and this what you're describing just has to happen. It needs to come into manifestation. That's what I think. We'll talk about it more. Thank you. Matthew, real pleasure. I'll find Good you. luck. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Well, we've come to that time again, the end of the show. And if you found value in this episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. The first five people to write a review of this episode will receive a signed copy of Effortless, make it easier to do what matters most. All you do is you send a photo of your review to info at gregmcewen.com. That's I-N-F-O at G-R-E-G-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. Now, remember, if you only do one thing from today's episode, ask yourself, where do I want to be five years from now? Because the world needs you to answer that question. The world is calling that forth from you right now. And, And take one of my favorite quotes from Alfred Lord Tennyson in his book, Ulysses. He said, come, my friends, tis not too late to build a newer world. Yes, that's the right spirit of this. As I mentioned, what I see in my future is to be able to do something special within conflict resolution and resolving personal conflicts and maybe beyond personal conflicts. I don't know what the answer is for you, but I hope that that's part of 
your journey too. I hope you'll join me for the adventure and also join me next week for episode 100, that important milestone, and also for some more details about what we can expect as we go to episode 101. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.